Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Rin, and I am so glad that you're here. Today, I want to share my friend Lauren's story. Lauren is a wife to Sam and a mom to four children. Lauren's husband, Sam, was widowed at the age of 34, leaving him as a single dad with three young children. What I know that you'll hear and what I love about Lauren is her honesty and her raw vulnerability that offers hope and encouragement to others. So, hope you enjoy our conversation. I am here with my friend, Lauren. So, hey, Lauren. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, I am excited for people to hear your story. I'm excited for them to be encouraged by it. And I just haven't talked to you in a while. So, hey, how are you? I know. I'm good. Thanks good. for asking me to be a part of your new ministry. Good. Well, um, we met when we, I guess we, right after y'all got married, um, y'all were in our life group, like Sunday school class. And so that's uh-huh. when, where we met. So, yeah. um, exciting. So tell me about your family. Okay. Well, um, I'm married to Sam and we have four kids. We have Madeline who's in the sixth grade, Ainsley's in fifth grade, Owen is in second grade, and then we have a two-year-old named Worth. Okay. I cannot believe those kids are that age. I'm thinking, I, know. I remember when Owen was like, Three, you know, like, whoa, second grade. I know. It goes so fast. Uh-huh. And Worth just turned two, right? He did. Oh, he did. so cute. So, oh. Thank you. It's, it's a treat to get to stay home with him for sure. Absolutely. Okay, well, I want to go back. And um, you um, were a teacher and are a right? teacher, not were. It never goes away from you. But um, you were a teacher and you were um, just living life you were um teaching i don't know what grade you were teaching were you doing kindergarten and second okay so you were teaching you were in um georgia birmingham birmingham Birmingham. Uh (laughs) in the south you're in alabama okay so you were in birmingham and then take us kind of from there you were in your early 30s and i was yeah yeah so i taught for 10 years after college and um was really grateful to have my summers off, so I got mm-hmm. to do some neat mission work and um, in some of my time in Africa, I worked with orphans, and mm-hmm. I felt a very clear calling to adopt mm-hmm. one day. And so um, when I was 27, I started reading everything I could find on adoption, mm-hmm. and I even went to an adoption conference in another state by oh, myself. Wow. And, um, oh. You can imagine there are not many single women and adoption conferences, but I was there and wow. I, just, I just knew that I was going to adopt one day. And mm-hmm. so because of my heart for Africa, I always assumed it would be an orphan from mm-hmm. Africa. And mm-hmm. I just knew the Lord was going to give me the gift and a husband that had that same calling and so I sort of had my whole life planned out. You know oh, how yeah. that goes. <laughs> yeah, we do. And so um, anyway, fast forward, I um, got my master's when I was teaching in Memphis. And then I moved away, um, mm-hmm. moved to uh, Atlanta for a year. And then 
to Birmingham and really just loved the community I was in there Mm -hmm. and between my church and my schools. I bought a house in Birmingham Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like if I put down that down payment and if I Mm -hmm. buy a house, then Mm -hmm. God will let me be here forever because I (laughs) love this city Mm -hmm. and I love my church. I love my friends Mm -hmm. at work. And Mm -hmm. um, so six months later, Mm -hmm. I um, started to get to know um, my best friend's brother who had been widowed mm-hmm. and um, had been left with three young children. Mm-hmm. And um, much like my call to adoption, mm-hmm. I felt that same calling to Sam mm-hmm. and to his, at that time, his three children. Mm-hmm. Um I had never heard an audible voice of the Lord, mm-hmm. but this was as clear to me as that could have been. Wow. So, um, Sam and I began to get to know one another, mm-hmm. but really from the first time that I talked to him, I just knew in my heart mm. that this is what God had been preparing me for. Wow. So, um, Fast forward, we um, dated long distance. I was in Birmingham. He was in Memphis as a single parent. Um, You know, he himself grieving. Um, His wife um, had a very brave battle with breast cancer for two years. And uh, when she passed away, their children were seven, six, and two. Mm. And so... um, That's a lot. That's that's, That's a lot. That's three kids as a single dad. Yes, he had a lot on his plate, mm-hmm. and from where I stood um, in a different state, but getting to know him, you know, on the phone, mm-hmm. um, I was so drawn to the fact that he was getting up every morning, and he was loving those kids, and he was working hard mm-hmm. in his job, and um, um, but the fact that he trusted the Lord enough Mm-hmm. That this very painful, unexpected storyline mm-hmm. happened to him at 34 and now had three young grieving children. Mm-hmm. He trusted that God was still good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think through his faith in a good and loving God, in spite of devastating circumstances, mm-hmm. I, I too had faith. Mm-hmm. That God, when He brought us together as a family, would continue right. that that goodness to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely. Um, so tell us how. Okay, so y'all get engaged, get married, you move here, and then you you're you know you're newlywed, but you're not just a newlywed. You have three kids now that are going right. to they're yours. So now it's what. What did that look like? Yeah, um, I so I finished my school year in Birmingham at the mm-hmm. end of May, mm-hmm. and because that also coincided with at that time again Sam's kids being done with school, mm-hmm. and he had to continue to work. I moved here the next day. Wow! So I yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I lived with Sam's parents until mm-hmm. we got married. Mm-hmm. And every morning would drive about 30 minutes to Sam's house at about 6.30 okay. um, so that he could go to work. Okay. So, um, you know, now I'm, I've had 
five summers now with our kids. Mm-hmm. But, and I still will say summers are hard. Uh-huh. Summers are hard. Yeah. You know, the days are long and mm-hmm. there's a lot of energy to mm-hmm. expend and mm-hmm. not enough snacks to fill the pantry. No. And, oh, um, mm. Yes. So summers are hard. So I look back at that time and, you know, I was planning a wedding. Wow. Um, I had just moved and put my house on the market that mm-hmm. I had bought 11 months before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was coming off of a school year. So, you know, as a teacher, oh. mm-hmm. I was exhausted. Yes. So that summer, um, and Sam's job at the time was very inflexible. He mm-hmm. was in retail. And mm-hmm. so he would leave at seven in the morning, get home at six at night. And wow. I really didn't talk to him sure. during the day. Sure. So I look back and I, man, it was, it was just a hard and overwhelming season. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of it was just me dying to myself Mm -hmm. and a lot of my dreams. Um, Mm -hmm. I was 31 and um, had never been married and Mm -hmm. had always pictured that really exciting engagement season of Mm -hmm. sort of being pampered, to tell you the truth, you know? (laughs) Yes, don't we all look toward that? Absolutely. It's the fairy tale. You know, getting your nails done before Mm -hmm. you know the rain's coming and keeping up your manicure so when people Mm -hmm. want to see your ring, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And and I Mm -hmm. was at the playground, you know, with ketchup spilled on me Mm -hmm. from Chick-fil-A and uh, kids with a stomach bug Mm. and... Mm. Um, and this is when you're not even married yet. I mean, you're taking care of them during the day. You're staying with Sam's parents during the, at night, but during the day, I mean, this is this is like full force motherhood right now. Yes. Wow. Yes. And so, even things like um, I'm so grateful. I've always loved to cook, which is a mm, blessing. That's but good. Even as a single woman, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. But I never, you know, not made my own money. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, not only was I spending money on someone else's, you know, mm-hmm. debit card, right? But I had to buy groceries for a family of five. Wow! So I didn't, I didn't know Mm-mm. what they liked to eat. I didn't Mm-mm. know, you Mm-mm. know, what time they ate dinner. I didn't know if they ate vegetables or right. like, right? You know, all of those things. Um, so I was I was using that debit card an awful lot, and the mm-hmm. last thing that Sam and I were talking about, because we had so many heavy things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to talk through, we weren't really talking about, like, a budget. How, right. how much do you spend on groceries a month, and mm-hmm. how much money can I spend per day in the summer? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Of, of it, expenses. That, that adds up so Oh, yeah. Fast. Oh, yeah. You know, we can't go to Chick-fil-A every No, day. right. Yeah. So, um, just a lot of those sorts of things happened mm-hmm. for me, oh, truly, overnight. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't have really any mom friends Oh, yeah. Either. Yeah. yeah. So, if we went to the park... Mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone to call, really, to say, hey, since we've all been friends so long, right. you bring your kids, I'll bring my yeah, kids, yeah. we'll get to talk, they mm-hmm. can go and play. So it mm-hmm. was really me and the three kids That's all it. summer. And um, Well, I would think that would be pretty, lo- I mean, lonely for you to go from independent, li- you know, having your house, you know... I remember when I quit work, it was an adjustment. So you're adjusting to that, a new city. I mean, 
And then, like you said, mom friends, that's huge, you know, so that's a lot to adjust to for you. And then they're in the grieving process. He's in the grieving process. How did y'all get through that? What did the Lord teach you through that? Yeah. You know, I would say, um, as a single person, the Lord really blessed me so much with really great community. Um, you know, I think when you're a young female teacher, there are so many other young women you connect to and, Mm -hmm. um, you know how it is in a Christian school, especially, you know, they're like your family. Yes, definitely. And so I left a very sweet community Mm -hmm. in Birmingham where I felt so championed and supported Mm -hmm. and, um, just loved and, um, you know, so walking into everything being new and unfamiliar um, was very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, where where our, our kids stood at that time in their grief, you know, they had been through so much at such formative ages. Mm-hmm. Owen was really so young mm-hmm. when I came into his life that he knew he needed me mm. because he needed, you know, um, his passy or he needed, you know, his mm-hmm. sippy cup or he needed what, you know, if he right. fell down, right. you know, after a while he would come to me. Right. Um, right. and so I would say the girls being older, there was a lot more resistance sure. Sure. to me. And I, you know, I certainly understand it, but it didn't make sitting in my shoes feel any better. Mm. No way. So, um, all of that to say, because I had always felt really supported and loved and encouraged in my career and through my community, I really was in a a tough spot Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. like, you know, the dream that I had for my family would be, that would be my safe place. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that if the rest of the world misunderstands you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're your people. Yep. Yep. And I didn't feel that Mm-mm. in this Mm-mm. new little family that God called me to. And so I really, Sam and I have been married now four years. And I would say that's something I'm just continuing to turn over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God has been gracious to continue to bond us all together. Mm-hmm. But there are still yeah. those times when. I feel like I've been the one who was adopted, Mm, you know? Yeah. So I still feel, you know, some rejection and there's a lot of competition with me, you know, for Sam's attention Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, that sort of thing. So I would say it's been encouraging to me to look to scripture, to see, you know, I think about Noah building that ark mm-hmm. and how I wonder if at some point he just said, Lord, everyone thinks I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Why did you ask me to do this? Right. You know, everyone, everyone misunderstands me, mm-hmm. but I trust you and I'm, I'm, I'm putting one foot in front of the other and I'm going to continue to build this big boat for this thing you call rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, that sort of thing in scripture encourages me because this is a very misunderstood mm. position mm-hmm. for me to be. Mm-hmm. And so to not feel, um, a 
understood by others, Mm -hmm. but then also to not always feel like, you know, a lot of times I think moms in the typical, you know, story, Mm -hmm. whatever that means, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are sort of the queen. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants mommy. Everyone, you know, runs to mommy when they're hurt or if they need something, they run to mommy. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of been one of those things I've just had to realize, you know, that God's going to redeem that. Mm-hmm. And it may be when my girls are grown and they look back and they say, man, we really needed you, mm-hmm. you know, and in, and in some ways I know that they do. Right. Right. Um, but Sam is still their safe place. Mm-hmm. He is, he is still the one that they look to. Which is hard. That's hurtful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I certainly understand it. Right, right. And well, and, and realizing too that even if I never see that, yeah, that I'm so grateful that God gave these kids another mom who yes. also loves them, absolutely, who also points them to Christ. And yes. so even if I never feel that, mm-hmm. you know, okay. if, if God takes me home before mm-hmm. there's ever that. Hey, thanks for doing all of that. Right. I'm so grateful that God took this broken, confused woman Mm. to give our kids a mom again. Mm. That's sweet. That's sweet. How do you pick up the pieces of their broken hearts? And and now your broken heart because maybe it's not, they're not accepting you as much or they're running to dad instead of you. How do you pick up all those pieces and then put this life together? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm a really practical mm-hmm. person, too. So I would say, um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And when Sam and I started dating um, and then became engaged and moved here, um, you know, of course, everyone that mentored us and then it was encouraging us, they said, you know, you and Lauren have to have a date every week. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what day of the week it is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure Sam's parents will keep the kids. Got to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went through a season where one of our kids, um, really panicked when we were alone together. Mm. And so she came on dates with us, mm-hmm. um, which really did not allow the point of that time right. was to iron things out like a budget mm-hmm. and holidays and all of those kind of nitty gritty stuff. Yes. Yeah. Or okay, this is where he is in his grave. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do we talk through that? What do you want me to say if you're mm-hmm. at work and this happens? Mm-hmm. Or So we did not end up having a lot of time, mm-hmm. just the two of us, because mm-hmm. we were consumed with making sure our kids were okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which at the time, of course, I, I would say like that is, we were doing the best thing we knew to do at the time. Um, but I would say that carving out that intentional time of finding a mentor couple that even could Mm. come to our house after the kids were in bed, Oh yeah. maybe not going on a date, but having time where we were intentionally talking to other parents about things that really, you know, were traditions for them that really bonded their family, um, would have been very helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you're engaged, you are just so giddy and so excited to be Mm -hmm. with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were finally in the same city. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, when the kids went to bed, like, I just wanted to ask him every question I ever wanted to know. Or we, we watched TV together. Or, you know, we'd get out the chips and the salsa and that sort of thing, which mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. But some of those intentional conversations that most engaged couples mm-hmm. go through, you know, premarital counseling exercises and that sort of thing, we really were not diligent about, and mm-hmm. I wish that we really had been. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would recommend is, you know, at that time, again, especially the two older ch- children, the girls, were so needy of Sam in his attention and his affection mm-hmm. that we once a week he would take one of them Mm. just one-on-one to go do something with them um which was a sacrifice for us because we were not getting that time together Right, right but he was taking the girls and it was good for them but in hindsight i wish that i had been the one doing that with them um Mm-hmm. Uh, while they, you know, in our eyes, we were thinking, he's their safe place. They need that right. one-on-one with him, right. which I'm sure was also really good. Yeah, helpful. it was good. It almost, in some ways, continued that mm-hmm. bond with him. Mm-hmm. I see. And I was, I was the one at home saying, okay, time to go to bed or mm-hmm. eat your broccoli. Uh-huh. You know, I was doing You were the bad guy. The, yeah. You were the bad guy. I mean, really. Yeah, I you was. Know. And most moms are. Right. But right. when you are in my shoes, mm-hmm. and, and Sam is, you know, Disney World dad, mm-hmm. he's taken them to the IMAX and to the, you mm-hmm. know, Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. or wherever they're going together, mm-hmm. and I'm the one at home saying, you need to eat three more bites. Right. You know, we thought we were doing the right thing, but I yeah. think in hindsight, mm-hmm. I should have been the one doing the one-on-one time. That's good. And Sam, so that's, yeah. that's a... That's yeah. That's a good good piece of advice for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, the other thing I thought about um, is every family has traditions, Mm -hmm. and some you know make waffles every Saturday morning, and that's something their kids look back on with such fondness. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be anything fancy or expensive. It's just something consistent. and so I remember, so Sam and I got married in September, mm-hmm. and then I felt like in a blink, it was the week of Halloween, and I had not thought about costumes, or, you know, because oh. I'd just gotten kids into school, and I was figuring out, like, okay, what does homework, what is yeah. accelerated reader, what yeah. <laughs> is homework, what is a Tuesday transfer folder, right. you know, I was, and then in, in Owen's nap time, I was returning wedding gifts, you know, I mean, life oh, was so wow. So all of a sudden it was Halloween, and um, I was like, "Oh my goodness, uh, what 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 are we gonna do? Uh-huh. Do they want to dress up? Do they not?" So, um, oh my goodness, things like Halloween and all, and then Thanksgiving was mm. right around the corner, mm. and then Christmas. Christmas and oh my goodness, it was crazy. And so yeah. I would also really recommend that anyone in my shoes. Um, Think really forward, maybe mm-hmm. get on Pinterest and start mm-hmm. making some boards on mm-hmm. different holidays. Write in your planner a month. This is what I do now. Mm-hmm. September 31st mm-hmm. or 30th. I can't remember if there's a 31st of September. But whatever 30. the last yeah. day of September is. <laughs> I write in my planner mm-hmm. Halloween costumes. 
I like that. So that gives me one month to start the conversation with the kids. Yes. All right, guys, we got one month. What are you thinking? Yeah, I love that. What, because, you know, costumes, things like that are so expensive mm-hmm. if you wait till the last minute. Right. So um, That's a great, great idea. Or before, before Thanksgiving, you know, maybe every year, our first year, um, we made a bunch of different, like, cranberry bread and pumpkin mm-hmm. bread, and we brought them around one night to the firehouses and mm-hmm. the police stations. Mm-hmm. And that was a really fun thing for us to all do together, mm-hmm. and um, we've not really kept that tradition up. But things like that, if mm-hmm. you can sort of think ahead and yeah. think every month, Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring something to my family that will be special, mm-hmm. that will create memories. I like that. And that, it, and that it is a part of our new family. Right. You know, mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. we we can build new memories together that yes. doesn't take away from your wonderful memories of the past. Right. But mm-hmm. we're, we're doing some new things mm-hmm. that we can look mm-hmm. forward to as a family. Yes. And I think... Being the new member of the family, mm-hmm. it's important that those things would come from me. Right. I like that. That's great. So, okay. Okay. That's great. And that's great for any family, whether it's a blended family or not, you know? Right. And right. I think that's good to create those memories, but that's great advice for a, a mom that's, um, or a dad that's kind of stepping into, you know, um, family that, you know, needs some new traditions and new memories right. and well, I know there's there's something, um, and you're okay if you don't want to talk about it, but I know there was something before you had worth a year exactly, I think exactly to the day where um, before you had worth a year before that, there was just tragedy for y'all. In yeah, your yeah. No, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, so... About a year into our marriage, Sam and I really um, were excited to think about adding another child to our mm-hmm. family, and um, we're so grateful to find out that we were expecting um, in uh, the beginning of December um, of 2013. So um, I was 10 and a half weeks, and we had just gotten home the day before from being in Florida with my family for Christmas. And um, I realized that I was miscarrying our child, and um, that was devastating. Mm. And is still devastating to think about, Um, because I do believe that at conception, that was a baby, Mm -hmm. Um, not tissue. And um, so, you know, we had all these hopes and dreams for that little life, and... Mm. um, it was. It was devastating, yeah. um, and to lose that child, and um, you know, we are we are grateful that we believe that we will see that child again one day. And um, but I will say, in that time, it was such profound loss mm-hmm. um, for for me and for Sam. Um, Sam had never experienced that before. Um, and I had a few friends that reached out to me and we really hadn't told anyone that we were expecting except for our parents at that mm-hmm. time. And, um, or the kids, we had not told the kids. And mm-hmm. so when we lost the baby, we did share with them, mm-hmm. um, you know, that the Lord had taken their brother or sister home. And, um, so I remember a few friends reaching out to me, 
um, that I shared with, and um, they also had suffered the loss of, of a baby. And mm. I remember asking in that moment, um, you know, I know that we're supposed to look at these trials and find something good, mm. but I don't see anything good. Mm out of this, you know, and, and since they were so many years ahead of me in that journey, I said, Mm. you know, looking back, have you seen anything good? Mm. You know, can you give me some hope? And, um, one of my very dear friends said, you know, the only thing I can look back on is that I saw my husband be uniquely sensitive to me. Mm in a way that I have never seen before. Mm, And I would say the same is true of Mm. Sam. And, um, you know, that was definitely um, a hard time, Mm. you know. um, But, you know, just walking through it with him, um, you know, and again, he just just had confident faith. Mm. Um, You know, this, this is somehow good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we all think that the grass is greener, but mm. that is a part of the best story God knew how to write for us. Mm. Mm. And it doesn't feel good. And um, that song, 10,000 Reasons, mm. was very popular when Sam and I were engaged. Mm-hmm. And so on my 30-minute commute to and from his house in the morning and then in the evening, it would be on the radio a lot. Mm. Um And there's one part in it that just through all of this struggle Mm -hmm. of finding this new family and just the tragedy and the grief. And there's a part in that that says your name is great and your heart is kind. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lot of times that I have cried out and said, Lord, please show me that your heart is kind because I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I would say I went back to that. Mm -hmm after we lost that baby and just said, you know, your name is great. Mm-hmm. And I believe that your heart is kind, mm-hmm. but I don't feel it right now. Right. Right. Um, and you know, like David in the Psalms, you know, he was pretty raw mm-hmm. and I'm thankful that God gave that to us in the scripture to know that that's okay. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so, and, and, you know, again, miscarriage is one of those things that you, you don't expect for your life. And, um, but once you experience it, I'm very grateful to share with other women, um, just that it's okay to sit and be really sad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and on August the 9th, every year I think about that was my due date. And Mm -hmm. every year I think, wow, wow. Okay. Um, my mother-in-law was, was, very sensitive to me. She had a baby um, that was stillborn mm. um, when she was in her 20s. And so she also could really relate to relate. me in a mm. unique way. Mm. And after I miscarried, um, she gave me a bracelet with a little green mm. stone on it, which was the August birthstone. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, and um, that was just really sweet. And mm. um, anyway, I still wear that. And I. Mm. I want to honor that little life. Absolutely. And Uh it's, it's part of that baby's part of your story. And then the acknowledgement of her to acknowledge your grief. That's, I think that's a big deal too. It is. Yeah. And so, um, 
you know, I, I do believe that um, it was not a coincidence. So I lost our first baby December 30th of 2013. Mm-hmm. And then December 30th, 2014, our son was born. Um, that's, and that is not a coincidence. No, it's not. Absolutely. Um, wow. Yeah, that was not, I, I wasn't due till January. He came early. Mm. And um, I just, I feel like that's one of those God winks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just I like to that. say, yeah, I mean, I, I'm making all things new. Mm. And that does not take away, you know, when people will say, well, but, but then you got to have work. As if that erases the pain. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I really want both. If I'm being honest. Well, yeah, if we're all honest. I wouldn't, I sure. wouldn't give worth away. No, right. But I wanted that baby, too. Right. I think it is, his heart is kind in mm. that worth was born one year to the day. Wow. Later. Um, it, you know, it's just like in the in the Word when it talks about he sees me. Mm-hmm. That, that was God seeing me mm. and saying, your first baby, I've got. Mm-hmm. And this one I'm going to let you have. Mm. Um, so. Sweet. Kind of, we've gone through some heavy stuff. So I want to kind of chat with you about your new embroidery monogram business. Yeah. And I saw it. You're on Etsy. I'm so excited. That's great. That you're sweet. Yeah. Yay. You know, um, so having my first baby, mm-hmm. I have just had so much fun dressing him. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like. Go big or go home with the monograms. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, oh, girl. Yes, preach. I know. I mean, if Worth does not know his initials when <laughs> he tests for kindergarten, we're going to be in some serious trouble. We're in some trouble. Um, yeah. So, um, Love anyway, it. I just have had so much fun with it. Yeah. And, you know, being able to stay home with him is a luxury. Mm, and it's not a given. And so... Right. Um, and Sam, I'm so grateful. He is a visionary. He's a risk taker. He's a dreamer, much more than I am. Mm-hmm. And so I saw there was on a, on a Facebook resale page, someone was selling an embroidery machine. Oh. And I saw it, and I mentioned to Sam, I said, no, this is kind of random, but I love, you know, making, I love having things made for work, but I thought I could figure out how to do this. You know, what if we put a little bit of money into it? Right. And I could just kind of see yeah. if this is something I enjoy. And if mm-hmm. it is, you know, I can make a little extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, I bet I can sell this embroidery machine yeah. and get, get what I paid for it. And, you know, and so he's sort of dangerous in the sense that when I say something uh-huh. like that, he's like, oh, this is so great. And Love you could it. have this home business. And uh-huh. and then in a few months, you can be on Etsy. And you can, you know, he, he has wow. like, I love a lot it. of drinks. Um, He's Chip Gaines, anyway. and you're Joanna. <laughs> oh, but she has much better hair. Well. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we went for it, and it has That's been awesome. so much fun. I have enjoyed getting to know new people, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's fun for me. I don't charge so much that it's unreasonable for people right. to have a few sweet things personalized, you yeah, know, um, yeah. sometimes now that I know how to do it, uh-huh. you sometimes can I it out. see some of these prices and I think, Oh my word, I could do that for half. Right. Right. Um, that's great so though. That's, that's a great resource for, you know, for you yeah, and you enjoy so doing it. Fun. Right. Yeah, I love making worth clothes right. because, you know, don't yeah. really, they're not interested sure. in monograms anymore, but, yeah. um, 
I enjoy doing that for him. And then, yeah. you know, having a lot of friends that are having babies, it's fun to get to yes. help them out too. So. Yes. I know. I and love it's a creative outlet. I lo- so. It is. And you have to have that. I think moms, it's important to have that. And I, I didn't do that. Um, the first couple years, my son was, uh, growing up, I just didn't. I was just, I was still working 40 hours a week and I just couldn't oh, yeah. do it. But I, I want, you know, I knew that was there. And so now it's coming out, but it, it, it's, everybody needs to do that. I think it's huge. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. So it's been fun. Yay. Okay. And where can we find you on Etsy? What's your name? Uh, Vintage Stitch 901. Okay. So 901 is the Memphis area code, and yep. my birthday is September 1st. Oh, yay. So, How cute. Yeah, so I love it. There you go. Okay. All right. Good deal. I'll put that on um, on the Facebook page when I load the podcast. So, okay. okay so here. the Facebook page, too. Okay. So okay. Is, it's, is it the same thing, Vintage Stitch, or is it under, okay, Vintage Stitch? Yep. Vintage okay. Stitch 901. Okay. All right. I'll put that. I'll link that, too. Um, okay, so I have a couple of question, quick answer questions for you to get okay. to know you or people to get to know you. What is a book that you're reading right now? Are you a big oh, reader? I am reading through a Bible study um, by Priscilla Shirer um, called The Armor of God. Okay, yeah. It is excellent. Is it? I hear it's yes. wonderful. I've never done a study by her before. I haven't either. Mm-mm. But um, just, you know, based on the things I've already shared in the podcast, um, mm. There are a lot of lies mm. that I um, am prone to believe. Mm. And so I am learning a lot from her about mm. unveiling what is from the evil one. Mm. And once once it is unveiled, you know, there's no victory. Mm. So um, that's been really helpful for me. That's great. Good. Well, you're doing a good spiritual Bible study. I just read the Magnolia story by Joanne jo- and Chip. Hey! I love and it was fabulous. Story. It was so good. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, y'all have redone your house, though. The last few years when y'all moved, didn't you, like, redo your house? Like, didn't you, like, do, like, like, renovations and stuff or not? Am I thinking? We did. We did. We actually sold that house and we're in a new house Are you? Uh, Yeah, so we sort of flipped it, not on purpose. (gasps) Cool. We thought we'd be there a long time, but we sort of ended up flipping it, and that was super fun. Neat. See? See? Y'all just, you know, we'll just have another... You know, another little fixer-upper in Memphis, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Y'all can do it. Um, our spare time. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Okay, so let me ask you this. What is something that is giving you life? What gives you life these days? Um, well, I'm about to start a Bible study with some girls from a Sunday school class going over the armor of God. Oh, um, neat. So I, I was sensing in myself just mm-hmm. having a toddler um, and then three big kids in school, I feel very full, but I'm also so full that it really does not allow for a lot of community. Mm. A toddler can't sit very long at mm-hmm. a lunch table, mm-hmm. so I can't really do lunch right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so all day I'm with the toddler and then I've got three big kids that come home with homework and projects. And, um, mm-hmm. so it's been a lonelier season. It's, mm. it's been a joy-filled season I have enjoyed these last two years staying home with work so Mm -hmm. much um but I need other women Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um so anyway so we are going to start Thursday night getting together and going through this armor of God study together so that not to sound too spiritual that is going to give me life and then on a very um worldly level (laughs) the Roomba 
Roomba? No, but I've heard it's fabulous. Tell me what okay. it does. Let's talk about this amazing creature. Okay. The Roomba is something I saved my money for. Okay. I saved gift cards. I saved really? money. Yeah, they are expensive. Okay. It's an investment for sure. Like we talking thousands or are we talking five hundred? Um, I think three ninety nine. Okay. Was okay. How much mine was at Bed Bath and Beyond? Okay. But, you know, the twenty percent off help. Okay. There you go. And then I saved my money. Okay. So the Roomba is one of the robotic vacuum cleaners. Okay. And with four kids and a dog. Yes. And a shed, mm-hmm. It has honestly given me hours back to my week. Are you serious? Like that much? Yes. <gasps> oh yes. I do not work for Roomba, but I should because <laughs> I should. tell everyone hashtag, about the Roomba. Hashtag ad. Are you doing well, a hashtag ad right now? <laughs> hashtag give me a check, Roomba, because I have given them so much business. So yeah. the Roomba has a schedule, and when you need me to cut off about the Roomba, I can't. No. I could go on forever. I'm good. This could be a whole other podcast. Okay, so the Roomba has a schedule. Okay. So he runs for me. He works for me every night at midnight. Okay. So from midnight till whenever he feels like he's done. Uh Uh-uh. Or his battery runs out, which usually happens in our house. There's so much yuck on the floor. (laughs) I think he just poops out every night, never makes it back home. Oh, my word. But um, he runs for like two hours. Okay. Under the, I mean, by the baseboards, under no. furniture. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, is yeah. this hardwood? Is this carpet? Oh, both. <gasps> it goes into everything. <gasps> I know. I know. How does you it? Tell, you tell that Jim for, for Valentine's <laughs> Day if he really loves you. That he will get you a Roomba because it will change your life. I'm writing that down. R-O-O-M. R-O-O-M-B-A. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have uh, to ask, how does it pick it up though? Like, I don't understand. Oh, I know you. I know you don't want me to give you a tutorial, but I could. <laughs> um, there is a little brush with okay. like, it's a rotating little arm that has three brushes, and it runs next to the baseboard <gasps> and sucks. It pushes it under itself basically, and okay. then it sucks it up uh-uh. underneath. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I know. It's amazing. So, it goes uh, all night okay. in the places where we're not sleeping, so it doesn't wake anybody up. Okay. And then during the day, mm-hmm. here's where, it, again, so magical, mm-hmm. I empty out the bin, and mm-hmm. then I go, like, maybe into our bedroom, mm-hmm. turn it on, and I close the door. Okay. And so, it only stays in our bedroom, wow. and it gets everything cleaned up, and then I empty it out, and I may go put it in one of the kids' rooms. <gasps> oh, my word. This is a game changer. This is a game changer. We just got a puppy. So I'm like, and he's going to shed. Like the other one we had, she didn't shed. She was one of those little bitty and she didn't shed like ever. And this one is a shedder. And I'm like, so I'm going to have to get one of those. Happy Valentine's Day to me. Like now it's only January. Well, and I used to be like, we would talk about, we had Texas tumbleweed. Before mm-hmm. I had the Roomba, mm-hmm. you know, every time you'd close the door, the whiff of wind would send dog hair flying. <gasps> I know, it's really embarrassing. Oh, and gosh. I'm sort of a neat freak. Uh-huh. So to look around and feel like if someone came over, they would think we were just filthy <laughs> people. But I just vacuumed. So the oh. Roomba really um, okay. is a 
is a self-preservation mm. also. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a gift. for the mental <laughs> body as well. I'm going to tell Be them. like, you know what? Lauren is a mess and her whole family, <laughs> they're just getting through it. But Mama needs a room. But I need a room too. I mean, we I just know. got a dog and it was his idea. So, I mean, hello. He just told me. I'm just... <laughs> Just told me. So when he walks in the door, uh-huh. give him that same speech. Hey, baby, how was your day? Yeah. I need a Roomba now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's he a clean it. freak, so he'll do it. He will, because he'll be like, okay, so, yeah. Well, then maybe don't use it as your Valentine's No, day. no, I could we'll do it, it for, for like, this could be, this could be the, we just got a puppy gift, because that oh, needs yeah. to be, you know, like a push present. This is like a yeah. push present after the dog got here. Listen, I hear you, sister. You just anyway. get yourself one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I get it. I'm telling you. That's awesome. Okay, I love that. Well, thanks so much. This was fabulous. You're so welcome. I loved hearing your story fun. and um, oh. sharing it and all the practical advice. I can't wait um, to type it all out. And so, anyway. Well, thanks. thank you. And if anyone that listens inquires and would like to yes. talk to me more, I'd be happy to. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Lauren, so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a good week. I really enjoyed chatting with Lauren, and I was just reminded how God is so gracious through the tragedies, through the circumstances of this life. And I love that her story is one of hope, it's one of love, and of perseverance. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast and also on Facebook. And guys, we're all friends of a feather, so let's lift each other up, encourage each other, and share this with a friend, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys.